Hey guys, welcome back to the Adulting Advice Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Hannah. And I'm Danny. And I'm so excited Hannah's with me. I'm pretty sure the last few episodes have just been me. Um, I don't even remember, but I think so. Yeah, this feels like it's a new thing again, sitting down <laughs> and seeing your face. Guys, I mean, when when you podcast and tr- when you try your best to release one every week, you're just going to go through seasons where it's really hard to get both people going. Podcasting is hard. That's all I got. Podcasting is hard. It is hard. But today we're going to actually do like a two-part series where we go, where we talk from my experience and then from Hannah's experience. But we're bringing today you some adulting advice about inbox management, about your freaking emails. I think everyone names this. I even peeked into Miguel's inbox the other day because he always has his computer open with school. And I'm like, you also need some inbox management. It's just like overtaking our lives, Danny. And I need you to fix it. That's where I'm at. I know. Like, so visualize this. Every day you go out to your mailbox and it's stuffed full of junk and important stuff and semi-important stuff and stuff that wasn't meant to be for you and old people, people that used to live there. And it's just a wild mess. And you're like, shit. And your hands are already full coming from the car into the house. And you're like, I can't even carry all this mail into the house. I'm going to have to come back and get some of it. I'm just going to leave it. I don't know if any of you guys have done this, but I actually just leave. Sometimes I look at what's in there and I just leave it in there and I walk away. <laughs> and it's exactly <laughs> the same thing with your emails. That was the best analogy. I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah, because I've I've officially, and we'll talk about this in another episode when I get my life in a better spot, but I'm to the point where I see my inbox and I'm like, I'm going to leave it right there and I'm just going to walk away for a second because I can't deal with it. But it ebbs and flows. The other day, I was in a great spot. The other day, I knocked out everything. And then now we're back to having like, a hundred. I mean, they're not unread, but I have like a hundred and three things back in there again. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's basically start there with a mindset reset for everyone. I think that this, I, it totally does. Like it's so valid. It feels good when the inbox is at zero, just because it tells you it's just like a nice relaxed time, but yeah. that is short lived and a rarity. And the reality so short-lived is that- like I was back at zero like, <laughs> like five minutes like on Sunday and we're back to craziness already and I'm like Jesus exactly. Christ exactly and that's because you know there are different people using it in different ways there's automated notifications from apps there's people who use it like a chat system and there's legitimate mail and I just like want to remind everyone right now that the inbox is just a perpetual thing and it will continue to come. So you need to like release yourself of this burden of like chasing the zero. It, enjoy it when you have it. Sure, that's great. But like don't care about it <laughs> because it's just going to keep coming. For sure. I'm so interested to hear like your system because like fun fact, guys, we attempted to record this and I think our audio, we just did rookie mistakes and it didn't work out. And I feel like I had a system, whatever, four weeks ago when we did this and I'm already trying to reevaluate what that looks like. So it's going to be okay, a good fresh well, take. From a from fresh me. perspective, fresh yes. perspective. <sighs> okay, guys, I've got some notes here. Um, so we're going to do this in sections. 
step one to insanely good email management. If this stuff resonates you, if with you, if you're my type of person, step one is called having the Monday inbox. And this can be whatever day of the week works for you. But for me, it's Monday. The Monday inbox is a folder on the side of my inbox. And it's the only other folder that I have. I know a lot of people love using folders and they organize all their emails into a bunch of folders. Ain't nobody got time for that. I feel personally attacked right now. (laughs) No, things like different people's jobs require, have different contexts. So I get that. Um, And then also there are a lot of people who use their email as like, a bit of a task for project management kind of system. So it really depends. And I'm going to get to that and why having only the Monday inbox actually works for me because of the other tools that I use. So sure. kind of, you know, you have to listen to the whole list today. But the Monday inbox is where anything that can wait till Monday goes. So I have a special time set aside for myself on Mondays where I go through the Monday inbox. And then throughout the week, I'll do a quick skim or even just read the subject line or even just who it's from and move it into the Monday inbox because it just doesn't, it's not urgent. I, I know I don't need to do it. And this is the thing. We have a habit of feeling like we need to respond to an email because we have an email. For yeah. sure. And I feel like that even kind of ties into your phone. Whenever you feel like you have a phone notification, you want to see what it is. And I feel like that exact thing has translated to inbox. Yes, exactly. It's basically a push notification in your front of your face. So that's why out of sight, out of mind. So I move it over into the Monday inbox. And on Monday, I go and look at that. So that's just like a helpful thing to get you out of the weeds a little bit throughout the day where you just free yourself of some of the things that are staring in front of you. And it's one thing to leave something in your inbox till Monday. And it's another thing to move it over into a different folder for Monday. And the reason is your brain just forgets Um, And so you like, I've done this and I'll leave it in there and I'll see it and I'll keep accidentally reopening it. I don't know if you've done this, but you see it, you're like, oh, Mark is unread. I'll deal with it later. And then five minutes later, you click it open because you sort of, you still see it there and you forgot that you did that. Maybe it's just me, but it's this weird thing that I do where I just forget that I marked it as unread and I think I haven't read it yet, which like makes Mm -hmm. sense because it's unread. So I move it over into Monday. Don't see it. Mm. Deal with it on Monday. Okay. So that's like my first tip. Second, the 2 p.m. cutoff. The 2 p.m. cutoff is you giving yourself full permission to not respond to anything that comes in after 2 p.m. That's the time I chose. Sort of arbitrary. Choose the time that works for you. But I like 2 p.m. because it's not so early that you're like, I sent you this email at like 9 a.m. Why haven't you responded? And it's not so late that you're like, basically it has no, the whole rule doesn't do anything because if you finish reading your emails at 5 PM, if you cut yourself off at 5 PM, that's still your whole day. So it's like, it defeats the whole purpose. (laughs) Exactly. So what I'm trying to do is create for myself a few hours in the afternoon that I know I can not look at emails and I can get actual focus work done. So anything that comes in before 2 PM, I will take the time to read, respond, or move to the Monday inbox. And if it comes in after, I don't have to deal with it then. And I will answer it before 2 PM the the day after. So it's, it's just a time rule that allows me to respond to things within 24 hours, which is still extremely timely. Come on. 
Um, but with, but while also giving myself two hours in the afternoon of uninterrupted. Ooh, I just realized I have a question for you. So Mm -hmm. you get your inbox. I like the 2 PM rule. If it comes in before 2 PM, it sounds like you either respond. Do you respond or move it to your Monday or do you move it to Monday only like as I, a task or what is the actual thing? I, I action it. I action mm-hmm. it before 2 p.m., you know? So sometimes the action means, and we'll get to the tool, but it sometimes the action means taking, reading it and figuring out what the task is here and then putting it in my project management software for another day. So mm-hmm. like say the task comes in and I don't have to do it until Friday next week, I might go put the task in my project management software or put it in my Monday inbox because I have time. And then on Monday, put it, do the action mm-hmm. that the email requires. But basically, if it's if it's more urgent than Monday, I'm going to action it. Got which, it. I don't know. It depends. It's just whatever that email is. If it's a response, if it's something I need to go do, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Got it. Yeah, cool. I hope that makes sense. Makes sense to me. <laughs> okay. Number four is communication style. So this isn't necessarily like a tactic for your inbox as it is to just ensure that you're having less trash conversations and you're getting more effective conversations happening inside of your inbox. So what this looks like is you wording your correspondence to ensure that when you finally get a response or an action from the other person that you're looking for, you don't have to do another email that's like reiterating or giving further clarification. So basically making sure your emails have everything that the person on the other end needs so that they don't have to respond with extra questions and waste more of your time and inbox space. I love this rule (laughs) because it's like, if you respond to an email, like an arbitrary, like little text, like it's going to come back to you. I mean, I've done it like early on in my career. I like learned this the hard way. I had a really hard time with like giving people instruction or feeling like being direct. And because of that, things weren't getting done. People were like, oh, I didn't realize you were actually asking me to do that. I thought we were just like talking about maybe doing it. And because I didn't want to be direct because I I wanted it to not feel bossy. I have Mm -hmm. my own stories and hangups around like that identity that I have around myself, but I'm sure there are other people too. But now I'm a lot more like, I mean, you experience this for me all the time. Like one very direct sentence that gets the point across. And yes, it absolutely can rub people the wrong way when they first experience it from you. But all you have to do is have one conversation, letting them know that this is how you do things um, and you're away. I love it. (laughs) So just for sure. I'm sure so much time is spent like in the fluff. (laughs) I love like the eye roll right there. Yeah. Yes. The fluff is, is so, and I have had many, many experiences since my very first job at like the age of 16, where people have had issue with my directness. And I have found people that I work really well with because of it, because they're similar. And then I've had a lot of issues with people who are like, Danny seems really unfriendly and mean. And so I don't want to invalidate that. There's a lot of people listening who are probably like, yeah, I would 
be really uncomfortable with it. And I work in the coaching sphere, which means a lot of the people that I interact with are coaches. And because they're coaches, their communication style is very like gentle and kind and conversational. It has to be. So I have to find this in between where A, I just let them know this is how I get things done over here. And we have that clarity. And also I add an exclamation point or a smiley face, or I say hello before I send the email and that fixes the problem. So just like a little bit of self-awareness for me has gone a long way in making sure I can have the best of both worlds. (laughs) I love it. It's helpful. Um, and I just wanted to give some some tips on like how do you actually be clear? Because yeah, because I think it's not that people aren't trying. I think they just don't know, right? So sure. just some super tactical how to like be clear and concise in your emails is using bullet points, I think is really helpful. So when you have to-dos for someone or instructions, instead of writing a narrative about it, put as much as you can in a list format can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. So being direct means, hey, this is the outcome I am trying to achieve. This is exactly how I recommend it. And here is the exact instruction I have for you. So in an example, that's, hey, we're having issues getting customers to buy on the sales page. I recommend that we look into making sure the buttons are working on the sales page. Can you please make sure the buttons are working on the sales page? Do you see like the difference between all of those things? There's the problem that we've got. So there's the context the person has. My recommendation for fixing it, if you have one, you also might have no idea and that's why you're emailing this person. And Lastly, exactly what you need from that person so that they don't respond to you and say like, oh, do you want me to try and fix it? When you're like, duh, don't assume, don't assume anyone's reading your mind. I love that so much. And I think that structure is super helpful. This is a total real thing that happened last week. A client reached out and was like, do you have testimonials or do you need them? And I'm like, what? For you, for me? (laughs) Like, I have no idea, like, what this means right now. (laughs) And I was like, someone else on your team asked me, because we work with, like, several people on this company's team. I'm like, I'm doing this other project that I just got asked you today. And to my knowledge, it does not require testimonials. (laughs) And he was like, no, for, like, the email that we need to go out for this. And I'm like, this is the first time I'm hearing about whatever this is. He's like, yeah, I'm telling you about it right now. And I was like, oh, my God, that whole conversation was a huge waste of time yeah versus like hey we want to launch an email that's gonna have this this and this and need this do you need testimonials for it like that would have eliminated like the six messages that went back and forth trying to be like I have no idea what you're talking about so in an effort to save time like you're really like adding way more time to something so give people context they will appreciate it we can't read your mind I know. Context, context, context. (laughs) Yes. And like take the 30 seconds you need rather than like the 15 minutes we added to the whole thing. Anyway. Oh, so good. This episode is so good. I'm pumped about it. Okay. We've got two more steps, guys. Number four is the vacation. This is just like when you're on vacation, but everyone needs um, tips for this. Tell people that you're on vacation. 
prior is really important and ask them for some favors. And if they don't oblige, that sucks and it's okay, but at least you tried. So the favors are that they like wait till you get back to send you any email that they need, that they wait until your next meeting to talk about things instead of emailing you while you're gone. So this means like, hey, I'm going to be away for a week. So I don't come back to a bunch of random emails that have probably resolved themselves before I even get back. Um, Can you maybe save them all from when I get back or for our next meeting? Or can we put a meeting on the calendar for when I get back where we can get everything out of the way at once? So like choose whichever one of those works best for your work style and your colleagues. But I think that's really helpful. Side note, in general, the whole like it can wait till our next meeting, it should, is a great rule that I didn't include on here. But if people are sending you like things that could wait till your next meeting, you need to like nip that in the bud. I'm like, hey, you keep emailing me questions that we could totally just cover in our week in our one-on-one. How about we have this document that has that we share this Google document, has an agenda on it. Every time you think of something we need to talk about add it to that document. And then we're going to sit down for 30 minutes once a week and we're going to smash it out really fast. Basically do that for your vacation as well. It's going to be really, it's going to be really awesome. I love that tip so much. This is taking me way back to my corporate days where our team of like 40 people were committed to CCing the whole team every email that went out. So I was like in recruiting and anytime you found a candidate for a job, you had to email the entire, all of your Austin office, got an email about everything that everybody was doing, even if it was completely irrelevant to what you were doing. So you would leave for like three days and you've seen the entire office's activity. Did you like, did you actually read Outside of vacation, like normal day to day, would you even read those? No, I I would going back to like the sender rule. Like if me and for example another colleague were trying to find people for the same kind of the same job, I would see what she did, and I think those were the only ones I needed to see. But I did not oh need God. to see the emails going back and forth between recruiters and other account managers for a company that I didn't even touch. But I was Absolutely still notified. Not. I'm like, why, why are we doing it? I don't understand. So just delete. And then that's it. Yeah. Wow. Guys, don't do that. Be mindful of the CC for sure. Yes. Be mindful of the CC. If you are about to CC someone, stop and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I don't know if they need to know? And so it's just safer for me to CC them anyway. If this is a common thought, every now and then that might happen. And that's totally okay. If this is a common occurrence and you think that all the time and you just CC people because it's safer to, I really recommend that you go and have a conversation with that person and you say, hey, I'm seeing that I CC people a bunch and I just want to make sure that's relevant do you appreciate me sending these things to you? When is it actually appropriate for me to CC you on stuff? There's nothing weird about that conversation. There is no one anywhere that would hate you asking that. And it will save your life. Basically, it's pure laziness. And I'm calling you out, you know, whoever is listening. It's pure laziness if you're CCing people just in case. 
just kind of like to keep you covered, you know, but it's like, I get it. I get it. I really do. Because like, oh, why didn't you tell so-and-so is like this fear we all have some nightmare that our boss is like going to get us in trouble because we didn't tell someone. But this is all comes back to communication and just figuring out agreements in, in advance who needs to know these things. Communication, one on one. Okay, the final one. PM, project management or the task management software. So most of us need to stop using our inks as task management software. That means stop leaving things as unread, hoping that that will work as your to-do list because it won't. Your email inbox is like, like you don't use your mailbox as your to-do list of knowing when you need to pay bills and stuff. People out there do that and that's probably a nightmare. Most people collect it, put it in some tray and pay their bills once a month. Like that makes a lot of sense. So what you want to do is receive all of your emails and have a different place where you manage what you're actually having to do and the actions you need to take as per those emails. Mm. Am I making sense so far? Yes. Okay, so whatever your job is, you have to-dos daily. And many of those to-dos come in through the inbox. But that doesn't mean that you use the inbox to manage your to-dos. So Hannah sends me an email. She says, hey, we need a few episodes to record for the podcast for November. Um, We need to get on that. So then what I do is I open my project management software, open up the podcast and set and create a task for myself that says schedule podcasting with Hannah and brainstorm episode ideas or something, you know, something like that. The tasks that I know are coming out of that email. And then I put a date on them and I use that. I use that software as my way of gauging what my workload looks like today, not my email. And then that way I can, totally close my email for the whole day and still know what I need to do at work. I think a lot of us sit at our desk and we open up our email, hoping that it will present us with the most valuable use of our time right now. And that doesn't make any sense. Do you feel like some people do that? For sure. And I have even toggled between. So for me, what I get, well, I don't want to jump too far into that right now, but I also use a project management tool and I think that is for sure what needs to happen. And I think for me, and clearly it's not working because I'm getting overwhelmed. My current system involves leaving that email in my inbox until the whole thing's completely wrapped up. And when I see my inbox, I can see like, okay, like that email still isn't closed because I know that project is still underway. And yes, my project management system tells me that too but it's almost like another layer of knowing that it's there. And I'm almost thinking, I just don't have a good relationship with my inbox because when I see it there, it makes me anxious. But if I were to go to my project management tool and see all the projects my team has, that isn't overwhelming. So there's something in it that yeah, let's I haven't quite ironed this. out yet. What is it What is it that you're leaving unread? Like the original request? It's not unread. The so they're, they're read and like, hey, client got this request like we're going to start it next week and if I have no other questions but like it stays there until I respond to the client saying hey we've completed all the things here's the copy like for approval and then I archive it when it's totally done oh so the email is like a means to an end for you it's like the email is where you go to 
officially respond to the client. Yes. And so the project is tasked in our project management tool. And even though I tell the client like, hey, we're going to, I'll send this to you in two weeks. I leave the email there. It's read, but it's in my inbox and I don't archive it. And then you just see that you have like a hundred emails in your inbox. They're not unread. Yeah, they're all read. Wait, wait, so seeing red emails in your inbox is triggering to you? I like. I would love, and that's the thing. I've, I've accepted that that's what it's going to look like when I got rid of the whole wanting to see nothing there. I see. So you're, you archive emails when there's, this is never, when you think this is never going to come up again. Yeah, okay. when it's like completely done. Oh, uh, okay. So I have I mean, like 100 I read emails and like five unread from like yesterday. And it's just like, and I so see- seeing a hundred means that there's a hundred open loops somewhere in the universe right now. Yeah. Like there are things that are <laughs> in the process and I'm like, I see. Uh, I see. So on one hand it creates like a visual for you that says like, there's a hundred open loops happening right now that can't, can't be closed. But I, I do wonder, you know, are there instances where it's just not possible for it to be closed or, where it's like this could just go on for a really long time without needing like it's not going to be closed for two years because that's that's the scope of the project so it literally would sit in that inbox for a year and accumulate otherwise until it where you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying i don't think things ever last that long if anything i think they're like because all of i'm like literally going through my inbox right now the oldest one is only from the like 12th so it's like, we only have a span of like two weeks. Right. Um, but it's like when you have clients who send like multiple, I don't know. I also have my folder system, but I could ramble on that for a bit. So, yeah. Um, well, then the only thing I'll say that I just do differently is I don't archive emails. So I th- they're always there and I can always see them, but they don't bother me because I know that they don't mean anything. Do not, they don't have any meaning. Oh, I <laughs> so see what you're saying. Yeah. They don't have any meaning. And you never know, like for me, you never know when something else is going to pop back up. I often have to visit threads that are months old, maybe even years old. I have definitely gone looking for emails from 2017. Just like, because every everything I do is just so like random. Sometimes yeah. I just have the most random job sometimes. And that's just a part of it. So yeah, like I really like to simplify things. I have the Monday inbox. I have my regular inbox. Basically the rest of it is just this like lost sea of stuff. And I will admit that I have a special skill where I can recall just enough information about something to find the email that I need. So Mm. I don't have to organize it because it's like, I know that happened in 2017. So how the fuck am I going to find that email? But I know, I remember who it was from and what month range it was in. So I can filter by from and in or I, or like date range, or I remember an exact phrase that was used in that email. Oh, that saves me a lot. I remember exact phrases. Yeah. Yes. Like those little things. For sure. Because of that, it's never failed me. So I've never needed to like up-level my system past that. And I'm not about scaling for the sake of scaling. So this is true. Yeah. I think one thing that I've done differently and I, I just need to go back to that system that made that made it work for me. So as a freelancer, um, business owner, whatever, if you have like multiple clients and multiple things coming at you, I do like the folder system. So I have a folder for all the different clients that I have on the left. And what I used to do was, so for example, 
that email project that I just mentioned, they sent me a bunch of testimonials and like five different people sent me testimonials, which was five different emails that came in with testimonials for the one project. So what I do there is I move all of those emails to the client folder. And in my own brain, I still leave that one actual email that's directly with the CEO on the project in my actual inbox. Because that's the one you want to use. Yeah, because that's like my one anchor. Yeah. And then I'll move everything else that's like supporting to my folders. Totally. I will do that in, I'll do this in a couple different ways. I just have, it just looks different, right? Yeah. So your A, instead of moving into folders, I just move it straight into the project management software (laughs) folder. So I have it, the task, the way I need it to be. So that's just like doing the same thing, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. And if I really want to remember like this specific email I want to reply to, I will in the project management software, I will copy and paste like what, the subject was and the date of that email so it's easy for me to go back and find like you know the part of the task is reply to the email this was the subject this was when it was sent takes me two seconds to look it up Mm -hmm. um and then that way I still get to like leave it as on as like just in my inbox in the abyss in the abyss it's the abyss that still irks me a little bit but and I think like some people students some people download emails and attach them to like the project. So then they can just re-download the email and send it. That's a thing. You can download the email and then you can just upload it into like whatever soft, like monday.com, whatever you're using. And then you can just re-download it and send. That might feel like super clunky, but it's definitely a thing. Oh my gosh. There is an option to download this message. Right. I've never clicked that before. What is it? And Asana, um, Asana and probably other apps so Asana is my project management app, integrate with uh, Gmail. Mm-hmm. So there's that option. I don't use it, but other people probably would. I'm not a huge integration person because the integrations never work exactly as you need them to. You're so, I, lo- I feel like this is where we're different. I'm like, I need all the automations and all <laughs> the integrations. And if not, <laughs> I will send no, a so note. This is like a, a different sidebar, but yes, I actually am a, to a certain degree, I like things to be manual because it keeps, I don't fully trust technology. And so it keeps my finger on the pulse of what's happening. So like totally different, but my email list, when people join, I still get a notification that I have a new subscriber every time so that I can Mm. click that subscriber and see some things like that potentially the automations are not quite getting me. Like I can see what tags it's added to, the contact hopefully people understand we're talking marketing jargon here now but like if depending on where someone opts into your email you can get them to be automatically tagged certain things Mm -hmm. but there are also some actions that you maybe are limited in making you would have to make manually just based on it um Mm. and so I like to see that and open it up and look at that one contact and see if there's any action I want to take to like further customize it based on where they came from and the action that they took. And typically not, but it allows me to just see what's happening. And I'm not a very good, I'm not very good analytics wise. That's like Mm -hmm. not my strong point. That's something you're better at. And um, I'm not very good at like pulling a report and understanding what any of it means. So but I'm way better at being like, okay, over the last month, my vibe check was that 
I felt like a lot of people came in through here and I was like looking a lot. So I'm, I'm a lot more like in the moment feeling like I experienced it over the month myself mm. instead of waited till the end of the month to pull a report and see it. And that's just how my brain works. I like, you're like, what is the vibe I'm getting at this moment? <laughs> my vibe, Like um, imagine me going to report and they're like, so Danny, like what, what's, how did last month's campaigns go? I'm like, here's my vibe report. Vibe I'm getting. I, I felt as though we saw a lot of this and people like, but are you sure? No, <laughs> I'm not sure. But I literally looked at every single subscriber that came in and this is how I felt about it. <laughs> is that's how I do things. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is killing me. Another thing when you had mentioned automation, so like, as a Gmail user, you can also set up automations, like filtering for things. And mm-hmm. one thing that worked so well for me, and I don't know why, oh, it's because I changed my email address. I need to set them back up. But I had these same folders for all of my clients. And automatically, if someone from like at insert company name emailed me, it would automatically go into a folder. So my inbox was still like pretty clean from like that mass inbox. And if I knew like, okay, I work on a time blocking system, I don't know, half of Monday, I know that I'm working on this particular client and that's when I kind of managed that stuff. But I don't know, that got a little bit wonky for me because I feel like I need to know everything. That could be my own issue. So I kind of like to see things as they come. That's like me wanting to touch a little bit. Yeah. over the the full automation experience like I just need to check and like because if something's urgent and it goes to a folder well then like it's gone that's kind of my problem with filtering but I will say if you are if we did this episode like two years ago filtering would have been really high on my list and I think mm-hmm. it's extremely valuable for a lot of people especially if you get notifications from apps and stuff yeah. like that that you do want to look at eventually but maybe not like every 30 minutes so yes to filters and my job used to be a lot more I would talk to a lot of internal people and a lot of customers and the whole like the customers thing I really just didn't need to deal with all of the time so I would have filters based on like if you were someone external emailing blah blah but Mm. now my job is a lot more um, a lot more consistently the same people. So sure. I don't need as many filters. But yeah, if you're someone who's like heap different clients, heaps of different apps, filters, game changing because it, it will catch most of the stuff. For sure. Ooh, and that just made me realize, ooh, I have some automations I think will work. Hmm. There you go. Well, we'll we're going to find out about them on part two. For sure. Of... <laughs> Email, email inbox management for adults. <laughs> for high, for high functioning this. adults. I love the title that you just gave this. Yes, we will see you on part two for that one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Let us know yes. what you think. Follow me at Danny Sheriff. Follow Hannah at Hannah Marie Oliva. Anything else? Um, I think that covers it. The last thing that I feel like I have, we haven't said in a while is like, go to the website. We do have adultinvice.com. That's a thing that exists. And from there you can submit, yeah, very specific things on what you're interested in talking about. And I'm interested. Yeah. We love giving tactical stuff. Um, yes. like our take, our take on 
actual things, not always just like feelings. <laughs> does that make sense? That does make sense. So give us a problem. We will have a podcast on a solution. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.